Hello and welcome to the Just Bleed radio show, our weekly roundup of last weekend's fights, this time all the way from Shanghai. I mean Las Vegas. Uh, this was the last fight night of the year and the penultimate UFC event of 2023. And it was a pretty good one, so we should have plenty to talk about. I'm your host, Danger Mouse, and I'm joined by Lem and our editor, Super Dave Fairtex. And normally I'd let them say hello, but as we're not recording on our normal night and they've kept me waiting, I don't have to be normal either. So, <laughs> well, I can be as normal as I normally get, I suppose. Uh, they can wait a moment because very soon we'll be discussing the action from all of the main card and whatever else takes our fancy. So let's start with Song versus Gutierrez. Not the most exciting fight on the card, and I have some questions about the scoring, but I will bring things back to normality and drag someone else in. So, so Dave, why don't you give us your thoughts on the fight? What did you think of it, and have we learned anything much from this contest? Take it away. Yeah, I thought it was a uh, you know kind of fun fight, a good performance from uh, Song. I actually thought that uh, Gutierrez lost round one. But man, like the first half in round two, I thought he looked like he was on. And I was like, man, I was wrong about this kid. Like he had the front kick to the face that uh, smashed. Yeah. Uh, you know, and his leg kicks, like in round one, I was surprised because Song was actually landing the much better leg kicks. Uh, a lot of Gutierrez were just kind of like straightforward feeling out kicks there. He didn't pump much into him. And uh, Song really did the better damage. And, uh, so round two, he did really good up until I think there was a takedown or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just kind of fell apart after that. Um, I don't yeah. know. Like, it turns out, like, I mean, so I hate on, to say on that, it. On that, on, that on that takedown, Gutierrez uh, got a hard warning from Herb Dean for grabbing the glove. Mm hmm Could you guys see the glove grab? No. I saw I it on the replay. Okay. Yeah, and he he had he did some really bad cage grabs in round four. Like he should have had a point taken. They look like they're ranked where they should be. Like Song mm -hmm. looked uh, a tier above him for sure. Uh, beat him everywhere. Uh, beat him on the ground. And then, uh, man, it was just I don't know what was going on with uh, Gutierrez in that Imanari uh, role. I think he just wanted <laughs> out of the fight or something. Like his coaches are telling him like avoid the takedowns because. On the feet, he's losing, but he has a chance. But like then, mm -hmm. when he gets taken down, he's not getting back up. And yeah, like he, he completely abandoned giving back up, and it kind of sucked because uh, Song's corner was trash talking him the whole time. They're like, because they're shouting the song, but they're saying in English which he doesn't speak, and they're saying stuff like, uh, "He's not even trying to get up. Look at his legs and shit." And like, oh, uh, so that was who? That was who? Gutierrez was telling to shut up or whatever. That's what I suspect. I haven't confirmed it yet, but mm. uh, I know they were. I thought it was kind of hilarious because they were saying obvious shit like that during the fight, and I noticed it too. Like, I mean, he he wasn't trying to escape guard at all. He was happy. He was like had his legs almost holding him in guard, and uh, you know, and he did one out of the fight, and that's what we saw with the. Uh, I mean, I almost want to call it the. McDonald role of desperation or something. It's like whenever they went out of a fight or things like that. Rory McDonald? Yeah, like that was his move. Like, uh, okay. Because, like, he's never even had like a leg lock game. And then uh, later in his career, when stuff started getting rough, he started throwing uh, MNRA roles. Like, I think he started in the Steven Thompson fight and then it became like a meme in his Bellator career. And, uh, like, you could tell that wasn't even close. And, uh, like, his corner told him to keep it standing. And the first thing he does is, like, ends up on the Building ground on his back. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, uh, terrible performance from Gutierrez, but he was outmatched and outgunned. Uh, probably not fair matchmaking, but, um, you know, we kind of saw where his fighting spirit is at currently, and it's uh, not great. But, um, you know, he'll yeah. learn and have better matchmaking next time, and we'll see. But great win by Song. And a pretty fun fight. Like, I mean, I it was pretty tactical, and uh, I enjoyed it. What do you think, Len? Yeah, I think you asked about scoring, and um, I kind of thought, I don't know, I guess I wasn't paying the closest attention, but I thought it was possible that Gutierrez won round one. I, I wrote probably one not that active, though, but I wasn't scoring it that close. And then round two, I did think, I I don't know, because he hit that that um, that kick to the head that Dave mentioned, and Song did take him down, but I don't think he really did anything. So I kind of thought that was one of those cases where that kick basically was going to win him the round. I know that once the once the wrestling happened, my, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> wrestling exists in bantamweight. Because I remember when I was thinking about this fight and how it was going to go, I didn't even think for a second about wrestling when normally that's obviously something to consider <laughs> but i didn't consider that at all for this fight i think i think that was like my main thoughts of the fight like i don't think he really could have given rounds three four or five to gutierrez at all but i thought round one or two possibly could have gone to him like i was kind of surprised that it was like 50 45 and i think there was a 50 44 but yeah i think that was about all all i had on that fight I think we saw the fight a little more similar, uh, similar, uh, similar. I can't speak now. Uh, in the in the same manner, uh, I'm giving up on that word. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, in a, uh, I had uh, round one. I, I thought Gutierrez took it. Uh, although I will admit, I didn't pay that much attention to this fight because when I was watching the broadcast live, um, I fell asleep watching it during this fight. So. <laughs> That kind of spoiled my uh, mental image of it, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I had Gutierrez taking the uh, first round. Uh, I had Gutierrez taking the second because of that front kick to the face. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think any, anything else came close to uh, finishing the fight other than that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and as I, I put down Song coming forward but not doing much except getting poked in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I said, uh, despite the time on his back, I thought Gutierrez most likely took the round. Uh, and then uh, laughably round three, Song gets his own back with an with an eye poke, uh, and someone someone in the crowd shouting at, at Gutierrez. And I think it was one of the commentators who said it was a shout from the crowd, uh, but I'd, I forget what exactly it was supposed to have said. Mm. Uh, I, I thought good good protocol on the eye pokes. Uh, th this might be the best in rules improvement of the year, uh, allowing you know the towel to be handed in the stuff. Uh, what did you think, guys think on that? Yeah, actually, um, I, th I thought of that while I saw it in the fight. Uh, they gave him time before they were going to bring a doctor in and stuff. And I will note that one of the commentators actually called that as a double eye poke. So there's a chance that he might have got yeah. both of them in a rare event. But um, it made me really appreciate the new rules when I saw that. Mm -hmm. I, I think it, Chris did do a double eye poke. Like, um... 
he had his fingers outstretched and it did look like song got hit in both eyes but or maybe i only talking about yeah because i don't i don't know about the song because i think song i poked him later and i don't remember yeah because it's an eye for an eye because there was it was like the second like the one did it and then the other one did it so they're like Sorry, if if I get a chance later while uh, one of you's talking, uh, I'll uh, have a quick look and uh, see if I can spot a double ice poke. Mm. Um, I will note that I had it uh, fifty forty five, and um, as far okay. as media, uh, most of them had it fifty forty five. Uh, about a third of them had uh, forty nine forty six. Mm, okay. Yeah, I guess I could. I'm. I don't know. I really might not have been watching it as close as I should have, so... Yeah, I'd have to re-watch it to uh, make I, a proper assessment. Yeah, I won't die on that hill. I would like to give Chris Gutierrez a quick shout-out for the sweet uh, Korean kicks dance she did that he did nothing with, but um, <laughs> at one point, after an eye poke or something, my fight restarted, and he did this one-leg crank kick stance for about 10 seconds, but the song <laughs> didn't engage, so it didn't play out. It was a good effort, though, and nice to see in the octagon. I like a little theater in the fights. Like, why not? Yeah. It's more fun, maybe. I mean, it would have been better if it did something with it, but... <laughs> Lem, do you want to comment as set us off on the uh, Khalil versus uh, Anthony Smith? My main thoughts <laughs> were... were... <laughs> like, why did he look so weird before the fight? Is he always like that, where he kind of looked like he was a meth addict? Oh, like, yeah. Do you guys know? <laughs> did I you did. guys think he looked unusual? <laughs> no, never noticed. I think he looked like yeah, he was in fight mode. Like, yeah. Oh. Uh, wasn't wasn't it Luke who commented today uh, that he looks like an absolute psychopath when he's about to go into the cage? <laughs> yeah. His personality change is complete. He's yeah. One of those guys, you know. I get maybe that's what it was. I like read it as like, what the fuck is happening? But yeah, maybe he was in fight mode. Um. Also, does he have a tattoo of himself under his right pec? I haven't noticed. <laughs> I that didn't get a investigating. Yeah, I didn't get a good look of it, but I was trying to figure out what what that was. Um, I didn't take good notes on this fight, so I don't remember. I don't know if I have any other thoughts than that. On Maybe his yet. right peck or under his right? Sorry, under under his right peck. Yeah, I'm looking at him before the fight right now. He, I don't think he looks messed out. I think he just looks like he's a... Uh, to me, he almost looks a, like a video game character, like kind of like bouncing around a little bit before the match starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what doing I their see. stance. Yeah. Like, I took about, like, five screenshots, and if I, like, scroll through them real quick, it kind of animates it, and you can see, like... You might be out base. You might be out to lunch on this meth take as well. <laughs> you can maybe say that Anthony Smith looks scared actually before the fight. You think? Yeah. I'll have to go back and have a look at that. I think I thought that for a split second, but not for for most of the time. I thought he looked cool, but I've already been told that that was a bad take and that he didn't look cool. <laughs> 
I think he looked all right until uh, round three. What? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. What What are your guys' thoughts on the fight? Um, I thought it was a good fight. Like, I don't think good fight. Good performance from uh, Khalil. Uh, I wish Anthony would have tried to uh, wrestle more and kind of wear him out, but maybe he did. Like, he did get in the clinch a few times, but every time he did, it seemed like Khalil had the strength and kind of would turn the position around and then get Anthony's back to the fence. Um, but, uh, Anthony landed some good shots. His chin did hold up well. Like, he got rocked and kind of stumbled a few times earlier in the fight, but, uh, you know, he didn't go down, and then he looked good continuing at... Uh, I guess just a bad stylistic matchup if you can't get the wrestling going and um, maybe age is becoming a thing. But because uh, I mean, Khalil did look hittable at times. Mm-hmm. He looked kind of timid at times. But, uh, you know, so I don't know how he does against like the elite of the division. And I think Smith's kind of, you know, on the downward of his parabola curve. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't think Smith should retire just yet. He did take a lot of big damage. So. Maybe he wants to save his brain, but I don't know if we're just there yet. Uh, hell of performance for Keneal. Khalil. Let's not forget, though, this fight was kind of on short notice for Anthony. Yeah. He, he did look sure. a little looser on the midsection mm. more than normal. And we are coming off of Thanksgiving. I don't know. He, he probably knew before Thanksgiving. Another thing about it. That he was taking this fight. But either way, that was a good performance for Khalil. And uh, I don't think he's going to get uh, Pierre Pereira next, but... Uh, no, you know it'll be interesting to see uh, what he does get next. I think this this was the one you were talking about earlier with uh, what did he end to? It was staying alive, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Khalil Roundtree. Oh of yeah, yeah, the BGs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Khalil on a four fight win streak took it to five wins. Uh, pretty damned impressive. Uh, you know. You're asking what we thought. Well, what I thought of the fight. Uh, my, it was this was the fight I was looking forward to uh, most on the entire card. Uh, and uh, actually, Anthony Smith proved uh, he looked better than I th- kind of expected he would do. Uh, the funny thing being that Smith didn't really seem to uh, use much of his wrestling, and Khalil didn't really throw that many leg kicks. Uh, it turned into kind of more of a boxing match than anything else. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really understand the tactics there, uh, but Khalil looked pretty good, uh, and it was quite funny. I've got I've got my notes here uh, from round two. Uh, one of the commentators says, you know, comment says that uh, Smith's holding his chin high, and uh, there's a right on cr- uh, cue that Khalil landed a very solid right hook that <laughs> gave, gave uh, Smith his wobbly leg syndrome for the first oh, time yeah. in the fight. Because uh, that's when he, he desperately grapples, and uh, then he gets chance to recover, and he goes back into centre. So very gutsy performance by Smith. Uh, so I, I did put that Khalil won the round, but it, at least the action went was going both ways. Mm-hmm. And then of course the third round, uh, I, I've even clipped this uh, for uh, any time uh, someone wants to use it. Uh, Khalil landed an uppercut, uh, followed by an absolutely beautiful, sweet left hook, and that sent Smith tumbling to the canvas. And then uh, Khalil raised his high, eye harm, <laughs> his, his arm high, sorry, uh, in the air to start dropping hammer blows. And uh, I've, I've, I have frozen the image. You can see Smith looking up at him, and uh, he doesn't look happy at the thought of uh, what's coming his way. 
and unfortunately the referee also might have spotted it uh, or just figured that you know Smith was had had enough and mm-hmm. he saved him from any uh, further punishment. So great job by the referee. Uh, doesn't always happen, but when they make a uh, good decision, I'll happily uh, sing their praises. Yeah. Um, and and Smith never complained about it either. He was laid back, looking up at the sky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just looked like, yeah, thanks, thanks, mate. I, I really didn't want any more of that. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I never thought of Anthony as really having wrestling. Like, I kind of th- think of him more as like a kind of kickboxing slash... His jiu-jitsu is what he's best known for. Yeah. So why he doesn't try and take these guys to the ground more, rather than standing and trading with them. He's got that uh, grappler's disease, you know, fell in love with his hands. Yeah, but I think it's just hard to learn wrestling and you see that in a lot of fighters. I mean, I guess maybe they don't want to, like, actually... Like, Brandon Royval has said before that he he thinks, you know, wrestling is boring and BJJ and striking are fun. So maybe that, maybe that's why people don't learn wrestling, but I've heard that it's also just hard to, it's probably the hardest skill to pick up later in life is wrestling. Yeah. That's quite possible. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, GSP learn, but he's kind of special. I think part of it might be is like wrestling kind of sucks and wrestling practice sucks. So um, I think a lot of it, uh, fighters just want to learn mm-hmm. enough anti-wrestling to get, like, defend takedowns or get back up, and then, like, that's it. And so they yeah. kind of learn that. And it's good It's enough, not a great like, idea, though, if eight you're... Eight out of ten times or something. Jiu-Jitsu is a, a big times, part of your not. game. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you really should be invested in getting people to the ground. I think Damian Maya managed to improve yeah. his wrestling, right? So that was someone who sort of... I guess not enough for, like, certain fighters, sort of. but... Yeah. Okay. Not enough to work against, like, really good wrestlers or, like, really good grapplers. Or sometimes, but... He had a really thing... He had, like, his own kind of thing where he his first uh, takedown mm-hmm. offense would always just be, like, a sacrifice one that he knew he wasn't going to get. And uh, then he would just try to uh, work from there. But uh, one thing I wanted to comment on, like... Like, there's a good chance uh, Smith didn't try to wrestle, but I think part of it also might have been that maybe he was oh. uh, not comfortable with going, like, a low takedown attempt, like a low single leg or something like that. And uh, so he wanted to try to do it from the clinch. Yeah. Do you mean to, like, not, not comfortable going for a low takedown attempt because, like, Khalil could just, like, uppercut him or something like that? Yeah, uh, Khalil's been uh, in training mm-hmm. a long time, and... Uh, you know, his reflexes are probably dead on and stuff. And so uh, that could be a really dangerous takedown entry. And also it might not be even without the threat. Uh, of yeah, a, he has uh, his knees from his uh, you know, uppercut or a knee or something that might not be the right. best takedown. Yeah. Uh, Khalil did land a few good no- uh, leg kicks, but uh, yeah, Anthony kind of no-sold him. And I was surprised he didn't throw more, but... You know, maybe like you said, they just got. Possibly. I dare say, Khalil felt. I don't think Khalil looked uh, nervous yeah. in the ring, particularly. I think he was just hanging back, trying to wait for counters. Uh, as much as I enjoyed the fight, let's move it along. Uh, it was Hak Paras versus Malarkey, uh, which was Malarkey's fourth fight this year. Um, oh, holy shit. 
which is pretty impressive, I guess. Uh, he flew in all the way from Australia, so I hope they paid him very well for the, uh, you know, first mm. the two minutes he was in the octagon, uh, whatever it works <laughs> out. Uh, uh, I actually had him ahead for the first minute or so, uh, and he, he landed a couple of solid kicks. Everything was looking fairly handy, and then uh, Hackbrass just threw that looping overhand left and dropped him, and then it. He starts getting back to his feet and he takes an absolute barrage of punches. I think I counted 20. Uh, and then just as he got to his feet, he fell back down to the floor. Not surprising because uh, they were all very accurate, solid punches by the looks of it. And then no notice, Kevin Beaton and stepped in and uh, saved him from any <laughs> further punishment. Uh, could, could argue that it was a few punches late, but absolutely no argument about the, the decision. Uh, and a great performance by Hackbarast. So congratulations to him. Uh, I'm presuming that I don't know if that was a finish of the night or fight of the night. I haven't checked uh, what was awarded. Uh, so did you did you see much on this one, Lev? Um, I watched the fight. I didn't really. My only thoughts were because in my mind, uh, he's mini Kelvin. You know, they're kind of similar where they're kind of like though they win some and lose some and they like or sorry nasrat and kelvin both seem to not quite perform to their potential i always think they're both south paws and whatnot and they look exactly the same so i was kind of i was coming into this being like oh no is he gonna lose just like kelvin so i was happy that that he won and but I, he doesn't fight as good of people as Kelvin has fought, so I don't know. His best win, which was also Jamie Malarkey's best win, I think might have been John McDessie or um, I guess Mark Jacasey, a very, but that was in 2019. Um, he's lost to some decent people. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. I was I was happy to see him win. I didn't really have any thoughts other than that. Uh, I went into this fight also worried because Nazrat is kind of a boy. Not mm -hmm. really, sort of. He's mm -hmm. like around there. But um, he's fun, and I like his style. <laughs> I like how he lost. I liked him in his uh, losses to those guys. Um, and so first I was worried about him, but starting in, in the fight... Um, you know, Danger Mouse said that it looked like Malarkey was getting the better of the exchanges, but I kind of saw something in uh, Nazrat striking that made me think that he was actually getting the better of it. And then, uh, this is out of left field, it's going to sound nuts. Mm -hmm. But if you look at Nazrat's fight outfit, mm -hmm. his fight kit, mm -hmm. he had on red shorts that were long with a slit that went all the way up to the waistline. Yeah. With the gray box, with the gray boxer briefs underneath it, and this is wild. <laughs> that particular style of fight kit has been on a tear lately. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "And like, what it looks like he was." Uh, I thought he was winning the striking. I was like, "Oh, he's got it in the bag." And I actually posted that in the Discord. I was like, "Oh shit, look at his shorts!" Like, of course he's gonna win. And then right was after Marlin... that, he drops and got the win. So, um. It was the it was actually a good fight, a good performance, uh, solid performance from both of them up until you know uh, Malarkey got caught. But uh, I missed uh, all the post fight stuff because I was relishing <laughs> in my own greatness for 
Was Marlon Vera wearing that against Pedro Munoz when he actually started being active, which is people's complaint, was that Marlon wasn't active enough? Also, was Bobby Green, was that his fight kit? But I think Bobby Green lost. Yeah, I think you, he Brent wore Dawson that. Dawson fight? To the, um, Did he, he wear it in the Jalen Turner uh, fight? Yeah. Ooh. I don't remember. <laughs> if he did, I may have blocked it out. Yeah, he that's what he wore. He wore green, short slit all the way up with the gray okay. boxer briefs. This is all Pedro very important. Fight. Shorts are one of they uh they did like some anal or some random person on Reddit did an analysis of like various stats such as like reach and height and all this stuff and found out what actually had any statistical st- significance in fights and one of the only things that did was actually your style of shorts so <laughs> I, know, I know teams who wear red tend to win more than teams who wear blue oh really yeah well, that's interesting the champion's color is red huh good to know Hack prost's not ranked is it no, it's too much of a killer division, I guess. Plus, I don't think his wins are good enough. Landon Canones and John McDessie. I was just curious. It looks uh, very promising. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's only 28. Yeah. All right, yeah. That's not too bad, then. So, Sumaderji versus Tim Elliott was the next one, wasn't it? Um I actually had Sumadeji for this one. I thought he'd probably do it. And then, of course, he didn't. Uh, he threw a kick early on in round one, uh, or a few kicks. Uh, Tim Elliott trying to uh, treat off him. Uh, very good ban- uh, balance by uh, Sumadeji, but um, about halfway through the round, the, the action hit the ground. Uh, Sumadeji was uh, taking a cut from something, maybe an elbow, uh, which... I thought that was what I was seeing squirting out as he was uh, being uh, choked into unconsciousness. Uh, but uh, on MK today, they suggested it was coming out of his nose uh, from the pressure. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Laura Sanko did say she could hear him gurgling. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I guess a, a decent fight for as long as it lasted. Uh, impressive action by Tim because he's uh, getting on, isn't he? He's one of the old veterans. Yeah forget how old he is Mm -hmm. i think he's 36 yeah and this was at 135 um he's 36 36 years of age uh i thought you were about to take it away about tim elliott there take what away i don't know give some thoughts on the fight oh i thought he did uh I thought he did really good. I don't even know if he cheated at all, which is kind of unusual. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that. I didn't catch any cheating either. But um, I'm not sure who I picked, but uh, I thought Sumaderji could be like a legit prospect. I don't know anything about him. I was basing that mostly off of his name and his look. But, man... Tim Elliott, man, he's old. He went there and he brought it. Uh, 
it was so silly too. He started the fight with like a kind of uh, somersault, rolling thunder, but like yeah, from all the way across the octagon, and then uh, I did notice that takedown where he had his leg up in the air, and it was pretty impressive takedown defense. Oh and, yeah, but you know he looked good. I still like you know. I always say he's like a budget dominant cruise or something. It's kind of fun how he fights and he bounces around and all that shit. Uh, I guess he's got a chip on his shoulder from the whole divorce thing. And uh, he's fighting like it and he's found a new purpose in training. And uh, I don't know. I hope to see him actually move up the division a little bit. He's fun. Um, I I was really excited that he won because I'm I'm always convinced that Tim Elliott is better than people think he is. Like his losses are all to good people. Um, he, I, I had picked him to win against Mikhaev, but that was a short notice fight too. And I still kind of think he maybe could have, I think he maybe struggles a bit against wrestlers. So I think like if someone isn't that good at wrestling, he's just going to do pretty well against them. Um, oh yeah. The, the, the blood squirting thing. I think if it's like a really intense choke that happens, I think um, Damian Maya has done that to someone before. Rick story. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I love Tim Elliott. I'm sad that he's 36, but I don't know. I guess he's still, he still can do some stuff. Yeah. I think he can actually still higher in the division as long as he doesn't like tear an ACL or like fuck up his body at his yeah. advanced stage advanced stage <laughs> always, get, always good to see the veterans uh, kicking ass in the cage yeah you know he used to have dreadlocks that he fought in <laughs> really? yeah and, it uh, doesn't oh go on then I was just going to say, it doesn't seem like it suits his personality that he puts forward. Yeah, it was weird. Or maybe he's multi—he's a multifaceted person. Well, yeah, I guess. He had long hair before, like really long hair. And he rocked a mullet for quite some time. Oh, that's right. Well, anyways. <laughs> Danger Mouse will kill us for the hair discussion. No, no I, I don't really care at the moment. We've got, <laughs> we've, we've got plenty of time. So, yeah, let's uh, jump on to the last fight on the main card, uh, which for me was kind of sold by the entry music uh, from both fighters. Uh, Muniz comes into Eminem to like a lapse, which is a top-level track. It's an amazing uh, Eminem uh, tune. Uh, at least it didn't end to... Uh, to uh, the standard uh, mom spaghetti uh, and the name. Lose yourself. Lose yourself, thank you. Uh, I'm losing my mind tonight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so uh, Park entered to the Rocky theme, which absolute classic. Uh, oh, yeah. Could easily uh, top uh, the Eminem track uh, as an entry. Uh, would easily have done if Park had lived up to the, uh, you know, to the song he was claiming. Because... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had round round one I have in my notes. Uh, there was a brief stand-up exchange, and then Muniz took over with kind of grappling up against the cage, uh, and then he took uh, Park down, but didn't really do anything to him. Uh, and then last forty-five or so seconds, uh, Park managed to take top control and land some decent ground and pound, uh, which 
in, in my notes I've put down, uh, I asked if it was enough to take the round. Uh, Parts Corner certainly thought so. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I tended to, I've put that I tend to agree, uh, as did Laura Sanko. Uh, it was 17 5 on significant strikes for Park. Uh, mm. But I, I wonder about the scoring on this one. Did, did the judges score this based more on the fact that four minutes, whatever it was of the round, was grappling? Um, rather than striking, that seems the only logical reason not to score that round for four parts. Yeah, to me, uh, you, you, yeah, Lem obviously agrees with me, with me there. It's it seems like some of some of the because I think it was a split decision, so I think like some of the judges were thinking what you were thinking and what I was. I I was not sure. I was like, I think that ground and pound stole the round, but it like. It wasn't clear enough that I was like willing to like fight for the round, but I kind of probably would have scored it for Park. Yeah. But I guess other judges might have done what you just said, and yeah, in fact, you said I even wrote down he outgrappled Park for four fifths of round one, which is basically exactly what you just said. So, yeah, I guess. The judges could have gone for that, but I think technically they should have gone for the ground and pound, but it was so little that it didn't really feel like it mattered too much. Yeah, I should know out of all the media scores, um, four of them scored it for uh, Muni's and uh, 10 of them gave it to uh, Park. So the majority of the media thought Park won. And I tend to to like almost... I may overlook it myself, but I feel like if you're grappling and you and you don't have like a submission attempt really close, or if you're not doing damage while you're doing it, you're kind of just like yeah, back. but yeah, the Blanchfield argument, isn't it, Dave? It could be, it could go back to Blanchfield. Um, What's the Blanchfield argument? Well, her her last fight was real wall and stall. I thought she lost, mm, but okay. lots, lots of uh, control and uh, without any offense whatsoever yeah. and not even threatening control, just control, control. Right. Yeah, because I think if Mooney's had done some like submission where you're like, oh, my God, he like Park's about to get submitted, then I probably would have given the round to Mooney's. So, yeah, and then uh, round two, it was kind of pretty much the same, I thought, um, mainly. Uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the the action did actually start away from the cage. You know, they went down in more towards the center of the cage, I guess. Uh, so there was a little bit of ground and pound, and then Park got up, got taken straight back down. Uh, just a dominant round for Muniz, uh, dull but mm-hmm. dominant, I would say. Yeah, I didn't think, um, like in that round, I think all Park did was some like he was on his back and like I think he, like punched punched backwards at Muniz and that was like about all he got in and I was like there's no way that's you know even though it's technically a bit of offense it was like basically useless offense yeah. so that one I was like that one's for sure Muniz's round you agree on that Dave? yeah okay, okay. and then uh, round three I have uh, down uh, the similar uh, action uh, Muniz controlled the entire half of the you know, first half of the round uh, and then Park somehow managed to grab top position, uh, lost, mm-hmm. it, lost it, but managed to get back to his feet. And 
then uh, I've, in my notes I've got down that the action must have returned to the ground uh, with Park on top and he was landing half decent but very very tired ground and pound <laughs> he, he, I put down your know, Park left it all in the octagon you know that guy blew himself out uh, but yeah. Muniz won by a split decision so my worst refereeing moment uh, sorry uh, judging moment of the entire <laughs> fight um, I thought Park clearly took that uh, fight yeah, it sucks to see guys lose in that scenario yeah. where they give everything and lose to some nerd. <laughs> <laughs> For round three, I wrote, I, it's funny, I like must have the exact same thoughts on the fight as Danger Mouse because I even wrote Park in round three, maybe stole it with shitty tired strikes, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> So, yeah, I thought that one was less, like, it didn't seem like those strikes did as much as the round one strikes. Like, I don't think they were as hard, but no, no, I did kind of, like, I think if I was a judge, I would have given Park rounds one and three. And it would have been kind of like one of those ones where you, like, wish half points existed or something yeah. like that. Because it wasn't, like, a strong win, but I think he did technically win. Any dis disagreement, Dave? Yeah, I don't like the half point system. <laughs> yeah, well, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, <laughs> I I was saying that to keep it short because technically I would rather it it stay like a ten nine is like you barely scraped the round, and then like ten eight would be a clear victory or something like that, and then the ten eight ten seven would become more of a 10 8 something like that because i think there's no reason to introduce half points when we just invented we invented this system and like you know we could make it a hundred points if we want to there's no reason to introduce decimals you know yeah i always wonder <laughs> one scoring yeah that's fair it's not they, bad i think where they just do the fight as a whole yeah all right yeah Old pride rules. And in fact, no, pride was. Yeah, pr pride was judged on the whole fight, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I know they had the long first round in pride, 10 minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. It, it has to have uh, open or has to score like that because I always think of one, but every time something that happens, everyone, like the meme is pride rules scoring this guy one. So yeah. the, the meme wouldn't exist, I don't think, if it wasn't pride rules like that. Very lightly. Or maybe Pride Day just do day. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so apart from disagreeing with the the point five uh, scoring, you uh, agree that? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, part one, part one, <laughs> part one of the round. <laughs> uh, did, I think we all saw the prelims, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Was that the first? Was Kevin Jusset versus Keenan Song on the prelims? Yeah. I thought yeah. that was on. Oh, okay. I thought it was on the main card. Okay. Prelims, and I don't have Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to start off with uh, Hernandez versus Tyra. So I, I picked uh, Tyra on the OK Bet segment, but I picked him for a submission given how bloody lethal he is uh, on the ground usually. Uh, but he absolutely uh, smashed. Uh, Hernandez in uh, round two. Uh, I, I had him down as maybe a 10-8 for round one as well. Uh, he was going for a lot of subs, if I remember rightly. Uh, 
ended up slipping into mount with uh, Hernandez's legs all laced up. What did you think on that one, guys? For the first, round? I thought he looked. Uh... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I didn't really have any thoughts except I wrote he beat up the guy. <laughs> so I was I wasn't paying close attention to this fight, but he looked he looked good, which is cool because he was hyped, and you never yeah. know if people are overhyping someone. Yeah, 40, was he fourteen and zero before the fight, or he's fourteen and zero after it? It's one or the other. I know it is. Uh, before the fight, now he's fifteen and zero. It's a nice O. Calling out Moke. In fact, no, we haven't gotten to that. Yeah, second round, uh, he took, he knocked uh, Hernandez down with that straight right, then just swarmed all over him. Uh, I, I think he just, I, I haven't put down how he finished him. Was it? Was it? Oh, sorry, yeah, it was the ground and pound, wasn't it? Uh, knocked him out, I guess. TKO. Uh, no argument from Hernandez either on this one. And then he called out Moke. Mm -hmm. So sorry, Dave, I did interrupt you there. What did you think on this fight? Uh, I thought it was a good performance. Uh, he looked like a solid prospect. Um, clean striking, dangerous everywhere. Uh, that's good at 125 to be like a threat for a stoppage. Mm -hmm. um, is, oh, he yeah. is he training with uh, shoot boxing now, Gino? Um, I'd have to. You'd have to give me a minute. You can keep talking, and I'll jump in if I discover it. Yeah, I was just curious where he was training out of. I figured that he might have went and trained on with Oliveira. What do you think of his call out of Mokev, Mohamed Mokev? I think I like it, but it's... Yeah. Well, actually, I don't like it because it's unrealistic and it's a waste of a call out. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Okay. Might it's... as well call out fucking... Uh, what's <laughs> That dork from the movie... Um, Vince Vaughn. Might as well call it Vince Vaughn. Or fucking Elon <laughs> Musk. <laughs> Isn't Mikev like uh, ranked in the top ten now? Yeah. Yeah. He's, well, ninth. Um, He's ninth. He's yeah. one underneath Tim Elliott and, and uh, Sumadeji. Yeah, so Tyra called for Mokev afterwards. Uh, what do we think of that one? I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of wasted a call out. <laughs> oh yeah, Mikhaev's ranked nine. Yeah. And he was making his debut. The other guy. I no. don't no, he's think fought, so. He, he must have done. I knew about fifth fight. In, fifth fight in the UFC. Sorry. Yeah, so unrealistic call out, but a fun one, I guess. Yeah. I wonder if, like, when fighters make unrealistic callouts, their point is like, because actually, was that the fight? There was a fight where Paul Felder, I think it was this fight, and I was like, why? Like he, the way he asked him the question, I was like, this is a really lame interview question. Like he could have asked him anything, and he awkwardly was like, "So who do you want?" I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but I was annoyed at the way he asked the question. I was like, ask something more interesting. So, uh, replace Paul Felder? Yeah. I'm not hot on Paul Felder. He's okay. Yeah. His technical stuff is good. 
What we need is Dan Hardy and Laura Sanko, but you know that's never going to happen. Oh <gasps> yeah, the dream team. And then they can get Anthony Smith because he'll retire, and it'll be perfect. I'm certain Anthony would do great uh, commentary. Yeah, he's always been good in the past. It's a possibility. Maybe Bisping will have the uh, talk with him that Rogan had with Show. <gasps> oh! Time to pack it in, buddy. You just take a beating now. But I guess he's still ranked tenth or something. So I don't know. I don't know if uh, Smith needs needs to take any more damage. To be honest. Yeah. Actually, I think I forgot to say that when we commented on that fight but i did think that like in the middle of the fight before he even got ko'd i was like i love anthony smith and he's looked questionable for a few fights but i still thought he should fight but uh i don't know something about this fight made me want him to retire just like the damage he was taking i want him to stay healthy i've, I've never seen him curl up, curl up like that in a in a fight before you know, this, this mm. is the guy who picked his teeth up off the cage floor and handed them to the referee. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't that is true. roll up and turtle up when uh, he sees strikes incoming. Yeah. The the lion. Yeah. Yeah, this is maybe a shit take, but I think that in MMA, Anthony Smith has always been kind of suspect and maybe had a tendency to overperform in the big moments in the UFC. Yeah, that's possible. You do get the ones who perform amazingly, you know, in the gym but don't quite ever bring it out in in the cage. Although I guess, you know, he, if he wanted to go, to have gone that route, he could have not not carried on fighting John Jones and snatched the belt that way. Uh, so, you know, that was an all-time I... bonehead move. Yeah, it was, yeah. No, I think it was a good move, because otherwise... He might have been my mortal enemy, because I really... I don't know. I thought it was cringe when Aljo did it. Yeah. Do you know how much money he's lost out on, though? Yeah. Like... Yeah, but money isn't everything. There's... I think your pride is worth a lot of money. Is it worth your college, your kids' college education money? Yeah. Really? Harsh. Yes. Oh. I, I, mean... think I, I think I would bite my, I think I would bite my pride for, like, I know, I know who I am on the inside and hmm. he cheated. I think it's important to, I don't know, you know who you are on the inside. That's like over but there's... a million dollars. That there could is... actually be millions of dollars. Yep. There's people watching. Elon Musk told told like Disney to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And I think that's admirable when people do that. Cause some people don't even have the op some people are making like 40k a year or whatever. And like sometimes those people can't like do the prideful thing. But like so it's like good when they can look on T TV and see like at least someone did the right thing. Like, once you have a certain amount of money, I think you can do the right thing. Yeah, I'm just not sure if Anthony has that kind of money. Like, he might be middle-class money, yeah. and you're throwing away. I, I think if you have... If you're middle... I mean, I don't know. 
I think you need to make very little money for to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, well, if you I mean, make fifty k a year. I've, I've, I've I've actually stood up for what I believe for and lost out on really big things. And at the time, I thought I was awesome. And in hindsight, I'm like, oh my god, that was stupid. Hmm. I've I've lost my job for something I believe in really strongly, and I don't regret it even a little bit. Mine's kind of different. I don't know. Well, um, you should have said. Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. <laughs> Took me a while to drag that clip up. <laughs> <laughs> and you played it over your mic, which was the way to go, so I could hear it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Thinking ahead. <laughs> but, yeah, I got I mean... some bad news about... Oh, sorry. No, go on, carry on, Dave. Like, the... Anthony Smith, his uh, best... Uh... UFC time was like a streak in 2018 against Vulcan Ozdemir, Shogun Hua, and uh, Rashad Evans. So a couple mm-hmm. of those guys were washed, and then there was Vulcan, who's really inconsistent. And then he beat a wash Gustafson, which was still a, a very impressive win. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think we can expect. I don't. I think we might have been expecting too much out of Smith, and uh, his performance wasn't that. He took some damage, but I, I'm not that scared. It wasn't terrible. I, think it's... I mean, the, the first damage he took was from the head clash, and then uh, obviously Khalil opened him up with the boxing uh, and made it worse. Yeah. I think it's hard to say that Gustafson was washed at that point because he like lost to John, and then immediately after that fight, lost to Anthony Smith. I don't know how if it's clear that he was washed at that point. I feel like if if Gus lost Anthony Smith at that point, he was washed because that was a fight that Prime Gus should never lose. That he should win. But you're you're like defiant. You're like I don't know. You're assuming Smith is bad based on the fact that Gustafson was washed. But you are in order to prove that that Guff, Gustafson was washed. You're hinging it on the fact that Anthony Smith is bad, and I think that's um, that's like a circular logic. So you're not actually <laughs> you've neither proved that Smith was bad or that Gustafson was washed because both arguments hinge on the other and argument. Here's the thing about circle logic: it always comes back around. So. <laughs> 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 I don't know. They might the arguments might hinge on each other to be right, but they are right. I just didn't want to get into a whole <laughs> breakdown of uh, dissertation. Yeah, the downturn of uh, Gus and the um, never was of Anthony Smith. I think I'm, over- I'm the overperforming of Anthony Smith. I think I'm very in uh, I might be way too op- optimistic about Anthony Smith and Kelvin Gastelum, but I still believe that they're better than their resumes show. But I also see your point, Dave, like they could be terrible, but I choose the optimistic side. I think Anthony is as good as this record shows. 
except for maybe the um wreck wreckage <laughs> fight, but that's just me. And I love the guy. I think he's I think he's hilarious. Uh I've really come on to his podcast. Um or I've gotten into it. I don't even I don't watch it when he's not on the Michael Bisbang and Anthony Smith podcast. So I'm not trying to be a hater. It's just um Yeah, it's fair. It's fair criticism. Future host of uh, Dana White's Power Slap for someone uh, made a joke on Discord. Because <laughs> Anthony's into that shit. <laughs> Loves to see rednecks slapping each other. Anything else on the prelims card anyone wants to talk about? Costa versus Garcia, um, maybe? The, um, yeah, the Steve Garcia looked nasty in that stoppage yeah. against uh, Costa. Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, he almost had some kind of arm, I don't know if it was an arm triangle or some kind of submission locked in. And then uh, he slipped out and he just, like, Knocked the guy out temporarily and he came back with like just some brutal elbows and then uh dude got up and started fighting with the referee. Yeah. For a scary long time. Oh yeah. He went for the takedown and the ref for like thirty seconds it seemed like, but Yeah, he must have been really out of it, like really concussed. Yeah. I put in my notes that he landed a couple of hellacious elbows. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Toyoni did step in to try to stop it. Uh, but Costa just leapt up and grabbed his leg. He was obviously way, way out of it at that point. Uh, I did put down nice defense, mate, for Chris Toyoni. That was a nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then people bursting into the cage and going, yeah, stop, mate, stop, mate. You know, and then he, obviously he looked around suddenly and realized uh, what the hell had happened. Well, probably didn't know what had happened, but knew the fight was over. Yeah. So, yeah. At least he went for a takedown and started throwing elbows and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was my. The. Go on, carry on then. I was gonna switch to a different yeah, fight, but. Um, just the Kevin Jusset versus Keenan Song fight. The um, the one thing I was thinking was I thought Keenan Song looked all right and might do well against other pure strikers uh, th- i don't know i don't know if you guys thought much about of anything about this fight because i thought kevin Jusset obviously looked better than him but i was thinking maybe keenan could do something about against like some pure strikers who weren't as good at striking as kevin oh also i'm doing <laughs> i sorry it's kevin Jusset. i don't know why that one <laughs> Is in my head is Jusset, but it's not because he's from France. Unforgivable, so. <laughs> unforgivable Canadian slip there. <laughs> yeah. After roasting for uh, Benoit Saint Denis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I thought maybe Keenan Song might look all right in the future against cer- certain matchups. Um. I think that's about all. I just, I don't know. I thought that fight was kind of uh, fun to watch, I guess. Yeah, it was a fun fun fight. Very one-sided. You say uh, clearly won every round. Mm-hmm. No argument with the decision. I don't have any written notes on that one. Uh, I didn't think we'd get this far into the card, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything else, Dave? The... Oh. I was entertained by that fight. 
entertained. Not quite. Yeah. Not quite as much as that, but yeah, it was a pretty good fight. I was also going to just mention who won the bonuses since you brought it up earlier in the card. Yeah. Uh, Khalil, uh, Nasrat, Tim Elliott, and then Park Hyun Sung, which was uh, yeah. the um, guy Just against Shannon Ross. Yeah. TK. Or I guess. TK yeah. shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Another I forgot about that one. Kid. Oh, is he undefeated? Okay. I yep. thought he was just some like medium like guy in the UFC. Okay. Oh, he's a definite prospect by the looks of him. Ooh, and he has a cool nickname. It's Peace of Mind. <laughs> is it spelled like a piece? Like a P E I E C E or is it peace like P E A C E? P E A C E. Isn't it he's not American, Dave? Well, yeah, I'm just wondering. It could, <laughs> like, maybe he's like going like meta with it, like peace of mind. Like, I have a peace, like a literal peace of mind. Yeah, he is like P E A C E, peace of mind. That's why I thought it was cool. All right, yeah, I get, I get what Dave means now. Yeah, and I wasn't even thinking of the double spelling, so I'm glad Dave pointed it out because that's why I thought the name was cool. <laughs> He has the peaceful mind, and that's good for martial arts, allegedly. Maybe good for martial arts, maybe not great for MMA. MMA is a martial art. Well, it's, it's, a, mixed, martial it's a mixing of the martial arts. <laughs> I think you need peace of mind to mix martial arts. Do you think Kamsa has peace of mind? Um, not much. I think he has a calmness and a focus of the mind. It's different than a peace of mind. Yeah. He is a murderer, a murderer's calmness of the mind. Like I don't think Jeremy Stevens has peace of mind, but no, I no. But he would have the murderer's calmness of mind probably. I think there's different. There's different. You know, there's different states of mind, but I think peace of mind could be a good one. Yeah. Although maybe you're right. Maybe you want the murderers. I'm just not sure. It's I'm not sure it's necessary for him. It seems like there's a lot of like Clegg Lee getting slapped around by his brother before fights. Like that doesn't scream peace of mind. That screams like I think GSP might have peace of mind. Oh, Clon Gracie has peace of mind. Definitely. <gasps> Ooh. Clon Gracie. All right. He has black hair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of the better and that's how you'll remember him. MMA. The Shuffler. Yeah. Yeah. I watched him today on a video. Oh. Gracie family's worst uh, failures in uh, mixed martial arts. Nice. <laughs> Anything else on the fights? I think that was all I had. Oh! Uh, this is some Dave content. Um, Luana Santos. <laughs> this this is, might be some non-Danger Mouse content. Luana Santos has a large butt. I like it. She she fought Stephanie Ager. Dave, Dave cannot lie. <laughs> oh, she likes to uh, twerk sometimes. I didn't know that. 
Hmm. And a victory. I have no yeah. further thoughts on that. <laughs> Len, given any opportunity to comment on the women's fights, talks about twerking. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Len. <laughs> I'm not sure about the size of said, but... Well, no, this is a good picture. What are we doing here? Yeah. So I brought this up. Did you want to... Oh, wait, no, never mind. Sorry. Nothing? Did we want to what? It's a change of plans that Danger Mouse is an excellent host, and he has already thought of what I'm thinking of on the spot. I'm sure of it. Don't think so. I'll... You were going to comment on the Leon versus whatever fight, but now you're going to be on the preview show. Yeah. And so you don't have to. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, that's in what that, I'm talking about. In that case, I have thought already. Uh, that, is, <laughs> that will pretty much be my uh, exit uh, statement. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well do it. I already wrote it. So. <laughs> and that's it. You know, uh, Larry's a diehard Kobe <laughs> fan, if you're going to be on tomorrow. I know he is. Yeah. Make it great. Uh, can, uh, have a, we can have a go back and forth at each other. Okay, that's it from us at, uh, for now at Just Bleed Radio. We'll be back in a couple of days with a preview show for the last pay-per-view of the year, UFC 296, uh, Colby versus Leon Edwards. Uh, until then, don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you very shortly. Goodbye now. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Mike. Good <laughs> Do you think he listens? I still? Um, did you record me saying something bad before the bot left? I don't think so, no. Have you ever run around with knives or something? I don't think so, no. Fire away, Dave. <laughs>